as God intended. Let's go. Looking for Healing Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. With the 24-7, 365 talk radio signal heard worldwide, America Out Loud Talk Radio is now heard in your car, home, or office, on your smartphones, tablets, or any device. The entire platform has been built from the ground up with great thought and enthusiasm and a vision that stretches far into the future. Welcome. I'm your host, Dr. Jana Schmidt, naturopath and herbalist. I have a wonderful show for you today as always, but first I want to encourage you, no matter what your situation, a strong mind and body are powerful resources. I'm here to help equip and encourage you with the health tools that create and maintain strong, stable minds and bodies to keep you grounded and flourishing in this ever-changing and sometimes seemingly unstable, hectic world. Each week, I share health tips with you, something you can utilize to build enduring and stable, healthy lifestyles. And these suggestions are practical and easy to implement. So let's get right to it. It's time to empower you with today's health information because after all, knowledge is power. And today, uh, today's show was a continuation of what the Bible says about healthy living. This is part two. Last week, we discussed some concepts of health as they pertain to the teachings of the Bible. Three principles we considered are one, eat only substances God created for food. Avoid what is not designed for food. And two, as much as possible, eat foods as they were created before they're changed or converted into something humans think might be better. And then the third principle, which we haven't talked about yet, is trying to avoid food addictions, not to let any food or drink become your God. So, we, we did talk in detail um, in reference to principle one and two, and I'm going to pick up there and talk a little bit more about food as it was intended for us to eat. And then we'll look at number three um, about how to avoid getting addicted to some of those foods. So we're going to start with sugar. This is a, this is a touchy topic, and I'm going to share my perspective on sugar. I feel like our culture regularly promotes sugary, sugary foods. So it's, and things that are detrimental to our health. So white refined sugar is very, very prominent in the average American diet. Excess sugar consumption has been associated with so many, so many illnesses, including obesity, type two diabetes, heart disease, certain cancers, tooth decay, uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, and so much more. So I'm going to give you just a little snapshot in history. And every time I hear this, I'm just, I'm astounded. And it's very impactful to me. So 1800s, people consumed about 22 pounds of sugar in a year. By the 1900s, people were consuming 90 pounds of sugar a year. And this is on average, obviously. 2012, 180 pounds of sugar a year. This was the the average American. 
So we went from 22 pounds a year to 90 pounds a year. Now we're over 180 pounds of sugar a year. Many of these people don't even weigh 180 pounds. So to me, sugar itself is not the huge problem. It's the enormous and growing amount most are consuming that is the serious health threat. For most, our bodies can process things like whole fruit sugar. Uh, and actually, whole if you eat a whole fruit and the sugars in it, it's actually designed with the fiber of the fruit to very slowly be released into your body and you can utilize it as energy. Whereas if you just drink down fruit juice, it gets absorbed right away into the system and it floods the system and shocks it. So I feel like whole fruit, the sugar in whole fruit is actually great for us, but you can see the difference in how our bodies absorb it. And also for most people, a small amount of refined sugar can be metabolized with ease. So on, um, you know, occasional dessert is not a problem. But again, it's the sheer amounts that our bodies and minds cannot process without harm to our health. Super sugary, highly processed foods stimulate some of the same areas in the brain as addictive drugs. For this reason, sugar can cause people to lose control over their consumption. And that being said, sugar is not nearly as addictive as these drugs and sugar addiction should comparatively be easy to overcome. Here are some ways you can limit foods that are sugary. Sodas. A single 12 ounce can of soda contains as much as eight teaspoons of sugar. Think about this for a moment. Is, how, is soda natural? Is it something that God created for us to, to eat, to drink? No, actually, if you think about, we'll go back to like seventh or eighth grade science class, we breathe in oxygen and we breathe out carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is the substance that in our body is considered a waste product, but it's also the substance that makes soft drinks, sodas, fizzy. So the carbon dioxide is a waste product for the body, and when we drink it, we're dumping waste into the body, and the body literally freaks out. It actually takes 24 glasses of water to offset the negative pH, the acid pH one soda causes in the body. So in other words, it's not a natural substance, but if you look at things that are naturally fizzy, like kombucha or natural sparkling water, those aren't harmful to the body because they're God made. So just a, just a note about that. So if you think about it again, remember the carbon dioxide is what makes carbonated drinks fizzy and it's a waste product to the body. We shark our bodies with the carbon dioxide when we drink these. Also, sodas contain often a great deal of caffeine as well as sugar, which can curb your appetite temporarily leading to overeating later in the day. Sodas contain phosphorus. And the problem with that is too much phosphorus can leach calcium from the bones and weaken them. If you're drinking a lot of soda, you're probably intaking a lot less water and water is very important. So those are some good reasons to not drink sodas. So let's think uh, fruit juices. I talked about fruit juice earlier. It, it actually contains similar amount of sugar as sodas. Remember to choose whole fruit um, over canned um, or anything with extra sweeteners. Natural juices are great if you are 
juicing them and also including the pulp but also remember they're high in sugar when you eat them in the juice form whole fruit is much better candies and sweet you just try to limit your consumption of sweets uh, you can also eat other things to um, help with that if you add a little stevia or monk fruit to something it tastes sweet but it doesn't raise your hypo your glycemic index at all so the glycemic index is low it doesn't raise it and your body feels like it's getting a uh, sweet but it actually doesn't do anything negative to the body as far as sugar goes you can also add other things like cinnamon or nutmeg or almond or vanilla extracts ginger lemon all these can make things taste really delicious and help avoid the need for sugar also be very aware that many baked goods have high sugar content in them and low fat or diet foods have had a lot of the fat removed from them or don't include fat but they're often very high in sugar and i actually don't agree with the, the low fat um, diets but um, we we can talk about that another day <laughs> i did want to make a mention of stevia so stevia comes from a plant and when I utilize this, I like to use it directly from the plant, dried ground leaves from the plant. There are some companies that process stevia, often adding some additives to it, but I feel like the best source is the stevia leaf. I will also share with you that in my research with fertility, that if you are trying to have a baby, avoid stevia. It actually uh, is a somewhat of a natural contraceptive. So in, in places where um, people have had high amounts of stevia, then it's harder for them to conceive. So I would avoid stevia if you are trying to get pregnant. Let's review a little bit about sugar in as it, it relates to our principles we talked about. So if we're eating sugars in the way God created them for food, before they're changed into toxic products and if we're not getting addicted to them we are using sugars in healthy ways so moderation but also the way god created them like whole fruits and and honey for example there is a purpose for sugars in our bodies glucose is the single simple sugar carried to our cells by the blood for energy Glucose is necessary for cells to connect amino acids, which build proteins, enzymes, hormones, etc. So you see, glucose is necessary. It's also necessary for fat metabolism. If glucose, if glucose is not available, the body mobilizes fat or proteins to supply the cells for energy. If it's not available, then there's low energy. And if the blood glucose levels are high, then the glucose forms fat in our bodies and stores it. The simple carbohydrate glucose is essential for the function and vitality of our nerve tissue. So if our glucose levels are too low, then the nerves will not function properly. So you see there is, there is a need for sugars, um, and again I'll say natural, God-given sugars. Another interesting fact is that one of the byproducts of glucose metabolism is glucuronic acid, G-L-U-C-U-R-O-N-I-C, acid, which combines with toxic chemicals and bacterial toxins in our blood, and then the body then excretes the, all these toxins with our bile. Isn't that cool? 
I thought that was pretty amazing. There's a story about, um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the book. I believe it's called Sugar Blues. Oh, yes, by William Duffy. And he tells about a shipwreck. Now, the ship's cargo contained refined sugar. Their survivors were marooned on the island, and the sailors ate quite a bit of sugar and water for the nine days they were stranded. Their rescuers found them wasted and toxic. Like, they were just a mess. And the marooned sailors' surprisingly poor health is really attributed to the severe vitamin deficiencies caused by the toxic effects of sugar because sugar depletes available B vitamins that you could, you know, ingest in previous meals. So when we eat too much sugar, it robs other vitamins and minerals from our body and makes us deficient. There are many wonderful God-given foods that are sweet. He designed our tongue He created our taste buds, and one of the specific tastes is that of something sweet, of a sweet flavor. So just as a hummingbird is attracted to sweet syrup, so many humans, people, are pleased with sweet things. The Latin word frui, F-R-U-I, it gives us our word fruit. It actually means enjoy. If eaten in their natural states, the sweet flavor of fruits and vegetables are good for you because they contain fiber and other essential nutrients and some of the things we've just mentioned previously. These naturally sweet foods contain many protective ingredients that help us fight off illnesses. So one of the God-given sweets that is my absolute favorite, and many of you won't be surprised, is honey. It is amazing. It's mentioned 56 times in the King James Bible. Surely, surely it is sweetener that has been created by God for food. In Proverbs 24, it states, My son, eat the honey because it is good, and the honeycomb, which is sweet to thy taste. There's many, 56 references. It's pretty cool. There are 165 ingredients in honey. Very few, actually, that are also in regular sugar. It's pretty interesting. Honey contains various enzymes, minerals, amino acids, vitamins that aid in digestion. Also, the biblical reference to the fact that honey provides good nourishment is really difficult to refute. Honey certainly has more nutritional value than sugar-packed products, and it's also absorbed more slowly in the body. Scripture definitely leaves us no doubt that honey is wonderful. Another one in Proverbs is pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Honey also contains 18 amino acids, uh, proline, an amino acid that's most highly concentrated in honey is primary component of collagen and collagen is the main structure for our bone and skin. Now, the ability to permeate the cell membranes is incredible by honey. It, it actually enables um, the body to kill off bacteria, harmful bacteria, and pulling fluids through the cell membranes. It's fascinating. In addition, some natural antibiotics in honey work as effective in cleaning infected uh, open wounds. Personally, I choose honey that has not been filtered or processed whatsoever. Sometimes honey is processed to remove 
the pollen and pollen is loaded with nutrients, every nutrient for human nutrition, all the vitamins and minerals. It's literally God's perfect multivitamin. So choose honey that pollen has not been removed. It's going to be healthier for you. And also if you know the source of the honey is even better because you want to make sure the bees are not pollinating on something that um, is dangerous, like plants sprayed with Roundup. God has provided many other naturally sweet substances for us to enjoy, such as molasses, dates, maple syrup, beet sugar. But I want to warn you against one that is not natural, and it's NutraSweet. I actually am not um, not a fan of any artificial sweeteners. And these are man-made, created-in-the-lab sweeteners. I'm not I'm not a fan at all. I'm very, I'm very against them, actually. And NutraSweet has a few other names. Aspartame is another name for this. And I have to tell you, 80% of complaints filed about food additives are pertaining to NutraSweet or aspartame. This is astounding. The symptoms include headaches, dizziness, balance problems, depression, vomiting, abdominal pain, diarrhea, altered vision, weakened, weakness, seizures, numbness, hives, memory loss, and sleep disorders. I can't say enough bad about it. I don't think it should have ever been approved for human consumption. One of the components of aspartame is aspartic acid, and it is literally a neuro toxin. There's another component that's considered harmful to the unborn and also can facilitate seizures. And the final component, wood alcohol, is general toxin as well, harmful to the brain and eyes. When heated, aspartame breaks down and becomes like formaldehyde, which can cause brain tumors and all kinds of other harmful issues in the body. I also want to share with you that there are many reactions to NutraSweet or aspartame that are misdiagnosed. Uh, the symptoms of are similar to that of chronic fatigue syndrome. Sometimes people stop eating NutraSweet and their chronic fatigue syndrome goes away. Also Alzheimer's, epilepsy, um, carpal tunnel, Lyme disease, Lou Gehrig's, anxiety, phobia disorders, all of these have sometimes been, well, they've been misdiagnosed in some cases with some people and simply just getting rid of the junk and the artificial foods and sweeteners helps these issues to clear up. So I'm just saying that if you have any of these things, you might consider um, talking to your doctor about it, your health provider, about your diet, and see if maybe that's what's contributing to these symptoms. So I do know many people that have eradicated these strange symptoms simply by stopping NutraSweet. Well, we're going to take a short break and come back and talk about more foods in the Bible and the way we should be eating according to God's plan. Um, and we'll we'll definitely resume our discussion on um, what the Bible says about healthy living. Just want to remind you that all of the Looking for Healing shows uh, go to podcasts typically a day or two after the broadcast is heard on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure to subscribe. You can rate the show for us. We'll be right back. buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, foreign protein cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. 
Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Welcome back. This is Dr. Jana Schmidt, your host today on Looking for Healing Talk Radio on America Out Loud. Thank you to Global Healing for being a sponsor. They create the finest supplements. I want to share with you specifically today Global Healing's Quercetin. Quercetin is a remarkable antioxidant. It's designed, um, Global Healing's design has a highly bioavailable form of quercetin. And this is to support your body's normal response to allergens, inflammation, and histamines. Utilizing photosome technology for enhanced absorption, their advanced formula effectively delivers the natural immune and allergen support your body requires. You can experience an immune system boost, relief from allergy symptoms, and protection for your respiratory health with this potent naturally occurring antioxidant. Be sure to visit americaoutloud.shop and you can get 15% off when you use the code out loud. So welcome back. We're talking about what the Bible says about healthy living. And I wrapped up the first segment with uh, talking about something to avoid, and that was NutraSweet. I did want to share a personal story with you in reference to this. And this is how I learned how dangerous it could actually be. I, I was not a fan in the first place of, of artificial sweeteners, but my father was a physician and he was, before he was a physician, worked as a corpsman with the Navy SEALs. And after he retired, he often did some other work with them, just research type type of work. And there was a, a syndrome happening. Uh, they were calling it the Gulf War Syndrome, where people were getting very sick and having neurological issues and dizzy spells and blurry vision and stomach ache. They weren't quite sure, but these were all people that were serving uh, in Desert Storm and Desert Shield. And it turns out, I mean, they did a lot of investigative work and they took blood tests and interviews and went went and looked at facilities and what are they eating. And it turns out that the pallets and pallets of diet soda, along with other sodas and water and food, but the diet soda that sat in that desert sun and heated up, when it heats up beyond 82 degrees, it, if you remember, um, turns to what's considered formaldehyde. But when you cool it, it doesn't change back. So the servicemen and women were drinking this and po- literally we were poisoning our own people. 
So I thought that was very, very interesting when um, when my father shared that with me and they were able to determine what was going on uh, with Gulf War syndrome. So thankfully, they were able to give them some solutions. Well, I'm going to talk next about uh, legumes and fruits and vegetables. They seem pretty straightforward, but I, I like to include them. They are mentioned in the Bible and mentioned for our health. I feel like we are we are blessed by so many of these wonderful foods. Uh, if you look at legumes, these are the edible seeds that come in a pod, and they're really rich in as a rich source of protein and complex carbohydrates. They're low in fat, and they're very up to 22% of the calories found in legumes are protein. The proteins include many enzymes made of thousands of sequenced precisely crafted amino acids. One of these proteins is a starch blocker. This enzyme will block the absorption of the abundant complex carbohydrates found in beans. Now if a person eating these beans needs additional calories, the pancreas and bowel release products that will digest the starch blocker, making it available to the person who needs it. Isn't that amazing? Legumes are also a great source of vitamins and minerals and fiber. They don't have uh, high concentrations of C or calcium though. And here's another really good thing about most of the nutrients are preserved even through prolonged cooking. And there's been some talk about the lectin in legumes being hard to digest. So I, I always recommend soaking soaking beans if you're starting from scratch, from dried beans, soaking them. And I feel like if they're in their natural state, like green beans, they're absolutely fine. But um, everyone's different. So um, I do recommend if you're going to cook, cook them, soak them, rinse them before, um, before you eat them and cook them really well. So I wanted to also share that uh, there's, there's some really great ways to mix grains, mix legumes. And one of my favorites is uh, chickpeas and tahini uh, sesame butter. This is a great combination. This is the best way to make hummus ever. Add some lemon juice and some garlic and you have a delicious hummus. I wanted to also make a, a note about nuts. So nuts often fall into this category with legumes, grains. They're very high in fat and high caloric content. The nut has so much fat-soluble vitamins and essential fatty acids that helps repair damaged cells in the body. It's very important to have good fats in your in your body, in your, in your life, and I feel like my favorites come from nuts, avocados, avocado oil, coconut, coconut oil. And another note about uh, peanuts, peanuts are actually a legume, but often called a nut. And if you recall, George Washington Carver took the little peanut and found over 300 uses for it. Well, moving on to fruits and vegetables. There are so many wonderful fruits and vegetables that God has created for us. These foods flourished in the beautiful Garden of Eden uh, the way they were intended. Um, these first foods continue to provide outstanding nourishment for us, even though they're not exactly in the state that they were originally created. We know that fruits and vegetables provide a variety of healthy, God-given nutrients. 
but I want to make it clear that it does depend on how they're grown and how they're grown, whether it's um, the type of soil versus what pesticides might be sprayed on them. So I encourage you to get as clean as you possibly can when getting fruits and vegetables. We know that fresh fruits and vegetables contain important vitamins, minerals, enzymes, and photonutrients. They are excellent sources of dietary fiber, which can help us maintain a healthy gut. And we know that the healthy gut directly uh, correlates to brain health and immune health. I want to share with you the story of a young Hebrew, Daniel, and his friends, and their great example of health, healthy quality fruits and vegetables and how they ate these according to God's law. And you may know this story uh, told in the first chapter of Daniel. So as you may recall, Daniel and his friends had been carried into Babylonian captivity, but they found favor with the king and selected them to serve in the palace. To prepare them, they were to be served royal food and wine and trained for three years. Daniel, however, Determined to continue to eat according to God's law, he asked for and received permission to eat only fruits and vegetables and water. After 10-day test, if he and his friends did not fare better than the others who ate and drank from the king's menu, the king's servants could treat them as they wished. And sure enough, at the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the other young men who ate the royal food. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than all of those in his whole kingdom. That's in Daniel 1. Now, there is a way that often seems right for man, but in the end is not right. And that's actually part of Proverbs 14. And I'm referring to uh, the principle number two that we're talking about, not just eating food created by God um, for us to eat, but in the manner in which it was created. So it seems right or civilized for man to violate these fruits, fruits and vegetables by processing them, added, putting additives, spraying chemicals and fertilizers, but it's not. It's actually not good for us whatsoever. More than 8,000 chemicals are approved by the FDA for the use in food. This is very harmful. Good foods can negate many of the harmful effects of additives and processing, but for those who are serious about their health, organic, chemical-free foods are the real way to go. It actually is more investment in your health. Buying organic whenever possible is a way of staying away from these harmful chemicals. One one thing I may note is if you look at the if you go to the grocery store and you look at the fruits and vegetables that are considered organic and then the ones that are not, you may notice the ones that are not look beautiful and like picture perfect. And sometimes the organic ones look as though they may have been through a, a rough road, right? They may be a little bruised or maybe uh, not quite as shiny. And, and this there's a reason for this because the organic ones are not subject to some of the processes these others are and I'm talking about spraying them with wax to make them look shiny irradiating them with gamma rays and truckloads to kill the enzymes and when you kill the enzymes you literally kill what is needed to digest that food when we eat it however it can withstand long transport and it can sit on the shelf 
um, at the grocery store and look pretty for longer because it doesn't have those enzymes. But when you're talking about health, it also doesn't have what it needs in order to provide health for us. So I definitely want to bring to your attention some of those things that can cause a problem when choosing natural fruits and vegetables. There's actually a way to check the stickers on your fruits and vegetables at the grocery store. If you look at the stickers um, on them, obviously if you're going to a farmer's market, you're not going to get a sticker, but you probably have the farmer or someone who works for them and you can literally ask them, do you use any pesticides? Is this organic? Is this GMO? So the stickers on the ones at the grocery store, if they start with a three or four, um, it's indicated which pesticide was used to grow it. If it starts with an eight, it's genetically modified. In my opinion, not a food, should never be ingested. Corn, soy, um, those are probably the most genetically modified in our country, but there are others. Um, Papaya sometimes, sometimes pineapple, sometimes tomatoes, potatoes, so check the label. And if it starts with a nine, it's organic. So that's one way to find out. And if you don't see a sticker or a number on the box, you can always ask the produce manager and they should be able to answer for you. And one way to be sure that it's really good is to grow it yourself. So if you have the ability to grow any fruits or vegetables or herbs, I highly recommend it. It's incredibly healthy and incredibly satisfying as well. There are other additives to actually fresh fruits and vegetables that are kind of surprising. I was surprised to learn that sulfites, sulfur dioxide, is often added to um, to retard the color changes in fruits and vegetables. So like it'll keep lettuce greener and potatoes whiter. But sulfites are dangerous and especially for people who have allergies or asthma. The symptoms can include severe headaches, abdominal pains, flushing, faintness. You can actually get sulfite strips and test your foods before you eat them. So sulfites are most often used in in lettuce and greens to keep them green. Uh, But you'll also find them outside of the produce area in cookies, uh, beer, wine, desserts, and um, sometimes processed meats. Also should avoid MSG. If you haven't heard of MSG, monosodium glutamate, I would recommend you look into it because it is uh, definitely a neurotoxin and it crosses the blood brain barrier and it's awful. It's used as a preservative and it's quite salty. Uh, It's very dangerous and especially for children, it can cause headaches and other neurological issues. I will say I was at a cookout one time and people have all kinds of seasonings for the cookout and I, I saw this one it said accent and I never tried it before never really seen it and I saw someone shaking shaking it all over you know corn on the cob and their steaks and I'm like well what is that and I looked at it and <laughs> the ingredient one ingredient MSG that was all it was and they were putting this all over their food and I was just I was actually just shocked and one other story I thought was kind of shocking is we know that watermelons in their natural state are actually really good food. It's one of the highest pH, one of the most alkaline foods we can eat. We love watermelon, um, but there's um, there's been some poisonings from this chemical that's often sprayed on on watermelon to control the pests from eating them. 
And the, reportedly, actually, six people died, and it was specifically from eating watermelon sprayed with this particular pesticide. To me, it would seem wiser to let the bugs eat some of it than than poison anyone, poison ourselves. So, be sure to um, to know where your food's coming from or what it you know if you're not growing it yourself. Um, and if you can go to a farmers market and talk to people there, that's actually really wonderful as well. I don't want to forget about spices. Spices are wonderful and mentioned very often in the Bible, especially as treasured gifts to give to people. So just a note about about spices. They can be very beneficial to our health as well. Along with spices being beneficial, I will throw in herbs because they, they kind of go in the same category. And something as simple as putting fresh oregano on your on your salad or or your food can make such a difference to the taste and to boosting your health Uh, now salt is number one seasoning in the world and jesus referred to it in the sermon on the mound as the most likely made salt the best known food product mentioned in scripture so what about salt some they're not all created equal so we're we want to use the salt based on principle number one, something that's created by God for food. So salt in its natural form, and then as principle number two, not corrupted, not added, not things taken away. So personally, I love sea salt. I love um, Himalayan pink salt. Now, the reason I like these so much is they're filled with wonderful minerals, such as calcium, magnesium, potassium, manganese, the concentration of these elements in seawater is actually similar in proportion to that found in the human body. So sea salt is perfectly designed for our use. Well, there's so much to talk about when talking about what the Bible says about healthy living, and we've been focusing on mostly foods and herbs and spices. But I I do want to continue to principle number three after our break, and that's how um, we are to avoid allowing anything to become an addictive um, substance in our life. But we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Remember that America Out Loud talk radio plays on the iHeart Network, and you can also listen on your media player from any web browser in the world. We have the best-in-class apps available on Apple, Android, Alexa, where we stream 24-7, and now you can also hear them on the podcast on those same apps. The apps are free, and the mission is priceless. Stick with us. Be right back. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, 
ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Welcome back to Looking for Healing Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Jana Schmidt, naturopath and herbalist. We've been talking about what the Bible says about healthy living. And honestly, this is a part two, and I feel like we could have so many more parts. We've just scratched the surface. I will. Um, I have some really exciting interviews coming up in the next few weeks, but I will encourage you because there's so much within the Bible that guides us on how we how we can live a healthy life. I will suggest that you you read your Bible and find these, and also you can utilize. Um, Dr. Rex Russell's book, What the Bible Says About Healthy Living, because so much of what I'm sharing with you, I learned um, from from him. It's really wonderful. And then, of course, I definitely follow up with the Bible verses and make sure that um, it's accurate. And every time I've just been really, really impressed with um, everything that he says about it. I do want to remind everyone to listen to Looking for Healing Talk Radio, 11 a.m., Monday through Friday. Monday, you will have Dr. Brian Artis as your host. He is amazing. Tuesday, Nicola Burnett. She's awesome, wonderful. She'll give you all kinds of great information. Wednesday, you've got the incredible Dr. Henry Ely. Always something new and exciting. Thursday, you've got me, Dr. Jana Schmidt, as your host. And on Friday at 11 a.m., we all come together to discuss current health topics and take questions from you. So to submit your questions for us to discuss on our Friday talk show, you go to americaoutloud.com under shows, and you'll see Looking for Healing. And there you can submit your questions for us to discuss. They've been really great questions, you all. Keep them coming. We do get to as many as we possibly can. So if we haven't answered your question, be patient with us. We're trying to get to so many. Um, they've been really good. And several of the questions are the same so or similar so we may answer one question, but it gives the answer to several other people's questions too. So hang in there with us. So we're going to uh, pick up where we left off. Uh, I'm going to talk about herbs a little bit um, from the Bible, but from my point of view as herbal medicine, so I feel like we can use food to help us heal, but specifically when our bodies need a little extra help, I feel that uh, herbal herbals are the way to go for me over drugs. So the benefit of, of herbs is 
well, they're less toxic than drugs and they're God made and not man made. So for me, we're God made, we should be ingesting things that are God made and avoid that which is man made. So to me, I, I put pharmaceutical drugs in the category of like additives and preservatives and things that um, are really not um, designed for us to ingest. Now, and I will say that there are times where I know people really needed some something like anesthesia for a, a surgery or a painkiller to get through a, you know, a really painful injury. And I'm not knocking that. Um, but I, I still would look towards naturals. And there's a wonderful Crow Nation uh, doctor that I've been talking to, and, and he says they just use naturals even for anesthesia, even for extreme painkillers. They just use naturals for that. And I'm learning how how to formulate those. And um, they're, it's really fascinating. So uh, I, w- I will share that with you on another show. Maybe I can have him come on and talk about it. So he's pretty cool. Before we dive too deep into principle number three, and that's not to let any food or drink become your God, not to be addicted. I do want to make this important distinction that addiction and cravings are not the same thing. So if you have a craving, your body needs something. There's something particular. If you're, um, if you don't have enough uh, protein, you, you may start craving something with protein. If, um, you don't have enough vitamin C in your body and you look at these oranges like, oh my goodness, this looks so good. And you taste it. It's like, wow, this is amazing. That's different than addiction. And that's when you have to have something and the the urge is so strong, it doesn't make sense. So even if your your mind is saying, yeah, I don't think I want that, but you do it anyway because you have to have it or you can't start your day or you can't get through something or you can't focus unless you have it, then that's when um, you need to focus on perhaps that's an addiction. Um, one thing that I I would talk about is coffee. A lot of people have to have coffee and caffeine can be addictive, but you just don't need to um, be sure that it's not controlling you, that you still have control and that God is still number one there in your life. So that is the third principle. Um, and it's de- derived from the first commandment. And that is, you shall have no other gods before me. And that's um, also in Exodus uh, 23. So God's given us food to eat. Anything good, however, can be made bad by misuse or by allowing it to consume our attention, a place God reserved for himself. We commonly use the term addiction to describe this difficulty, and researchers have thoroughly documented the chronic effects of addiction on people to chemical substances such as alcohol and drugs. People can also become addicted to foods. Now, common explanations of this um, like I said, could be uh, caffeine, sugar. That's, I mean, those are good examples that people can easily get um, addicted to those things. But we can also overdo and be addicted to foods that are good for us, that have been put for us for our health. So we have to be very cautious that we're eating in moderation in the way that our bodies need it. Food is very social for us. Um, in the US um, and probably all around the world, it becomes very social, but it's very simple to keep in your mind that enjoy it, be thankful for it, but keep it in check. You you don't wanna worship a carrot or an apple or a turnip, but 
but you do want to thank God for them and enjoy them. He gave them to us for enjoyment. And I once had somebody said, God didn't have to make food taste good, but he did. And it was for us. It was for our enjoyment. So we can enjoy food, but we just need to be careful not to overdo it and not to let it start to control us. Now, there are there are many other health things that go along with um, addictions, but there are also ways that we can protect ourselves from becoming hooked um, on otherwise really good foods. We can follow God's invitation to spend more frequent times with Him alone without food. So this is considered fasting, whether it's just a couple hours in the morning that you uh, that you don't eat. Uh, This is considered intermittent fasting. There's lots of ways to fast, lots of effective ways of freeing ourselves through fasting, um, denying what our physical body thinks it needs at that moment in order to concentrate on our relationship with God. Uh, A good physical explanation of the benefits of fasting is that during this time of allowing our bodies to rest, the enzyme system replenishes itself to proper balance. Our, our body takes a rest. There's time for cell renewal and a drainage of waste and toxins. There are so many reasons to fast. And again, another good reason. There's another good one uh, to do a whole show on fasting. And I have some friends that are really into fasting and we love it. So maybe I can bring them on and we can share some of our, our fasting tips with you. I know many of you may be wondering what my stance is on um, vegetarianism or carnivore or any of this, and I won't go into great detail, but I will say I think too much or too far of any one thing can be harmful. There's balance, and God created our bodies to be in balance, and I feel like if we eat things that are made for us by God for food in the right moderation and right order, we'll have what we need. So I, I, I'm I, not a vegetarian, um, but I do eat mostly vegetables personally uh, and, and grains and things like that. But um, I do feel like there are some clean meats. We love to go fishing and I feel like there's value in that. And I do have many people that come to me for help who are vegetarians and we just need to make sure that they're getting everything they need. And it's a concerted effort to do so, to make sure that they're getting all the nutrients that they need. It's not as easy as it might sound. And then those people who, um, who do eat meat, we make sure that there's a good balance of of how much meat I, I encourage you to watch this documentary called forks over knives it's very interesting and there's another uh, documentary called food inc also very interesting and part of it was the what i'm thinking of with meat is that our bodies are designed to eat a certain amount of meat there is an enzyme that's made in the pancreas and its job is to literally digest animal protein it's called protease and it digests protein in the body and it only makes a little bit every day so we only need a certain amount every day when you exceed that amount and and i believe that the the research studies came out to be about 15 to 20 percent animal protein a day is what our bodies can handle on its own that's without a digestive enzyme um, or added you know added help 
But when you exceed that, then disease sets in. It's actually a really fascinating um, study done, and it's actually one of the longest running studies on cancer ever called the China Study. And I believe you can see that information in Forks Over Knives. Um, so I'm not an advocate um, of extreme diets one way or the other. I find balance, but I will say everyone is different. Um, but our bodies are created by God in in the same way. So I like to find out what's going on with people. I mean, some people have had uh, gallbladders removed or different things like that. And so they, they present other challenges and we need to look at those. So that's my, that's my stance on that. But I would like to, um, to share with you that it's, it's really important. Your health is worth checking the labels, the sources, you are worth to check to make sure those products that you're buying, that you're buying for consumption, are truly nutritionally beneficial to you. It's worth it. Take the time. And for those people that say, well, it's a little too expensive to eat right, I promise you, <laughs> if you look and you you study and you find the right things, it will be more beneficial in the long run because, and you may have heard this, either you pay for it up front in purchasing good things to eat or you pay for it later in purchasing ways to um, get you well from being sick. So I like to say eat to live, don't live to eat. So you can really choose great things so you can live well and do what God has called you to do. The better we feel, the better we're going to be able to answer those calls of God. So I just want to encourage you in that way. And you know what, no matter what you're eating, whether it's, you know, pretty straightforward, you know, an apple or whether it's maybe something a little more complex like chocolate, um, Ask yourself, was this created by God for food for me? And how close to its natural state is it now before I actually eat it? Pray about it. God God wants to hear from you. He, he, he's made us. He's made these things for us. And I feel like if you pray about these things and, and seek Holy Spirit discernment, the answers will come. And I feel like that's the case for everything in our life. So I, I want to thank you all for spending time with me and i feel like there's so many more topics about what the bible says about healthy living that maybe maybe on down the way i'll do a part three because there's some really interesting things about lifestyle uh, that I, I would love to share with you i'd like to give a big thank you and shout out to energetic health institute an amazing school for amazing students just like you the best way to be free is to be healthy Learn how at energetichealthinstitute.org. You'll learn holistic nutrition, fasting, detoxification, art of cell, cellular healing, and so much more. Join the EHI family and make tomorrow amazing. And that's energetichealthinstitute.org. I also want to share with you some of the other amazing shows on America Out Loud. There's some really good ones, and I've really been exploring and listening to more of them. And I've, especially if I'm driving, it's really a great way to listen. So there's one um, called Faith Is, and this is with Pastor Rick Stevens. And it's every Saturday um, and Sunday, 8 a.m. Every week, um, they take a fresh look at the, um, the Bible and discover that faith is an absolute confidence in trustworthiness of God. So I highly encourage you to check out Pastor Rick Stevens' show on Facebook. Saturday and Sunday at 8 a.m. There's also the Tom Renz show. If you don't, if you all don't know Tom Renz, like this is so, he's such a great guy. He's on weekdays, 6 p.m. 
uh, Eastern time, and he is a freedom fighter. He's incredible. And this is a little paragraph from his his show. The fight for freedom is perpetual. Our founding fathers knew this as they embodied in the quote, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. America failed to pay the price for many years, and as a result, we have lost so much of our nation that was meant to be. But all is not lost. We the people have as a truly inalienable inalienable right bestowed upon us by God himself, the right to self-determination, and if we choose to stand together, we can restore our nation to its former glory. The question simply boils down to this, will you fight for your children's freedom? The Tom Wren Show delivers the news of the day with editorial insight, hope, and guidance for fight to fight to restore our nation. Freedom was never going to be easy, but freedom is always worth fighting for. My goodness, what, what a great... Uh, quote from him. So I just want to thank you. Um, please check out our other shows on America Out Loud. And I truly enjoy uh, our time together learning in the realm of natural health. This is Dr. Janice Schmidt. May God bless you in wisdom and knowledge. <laughs>